Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome into another episode of the penny bloom podcast tis i colton robertson and i am joined today by joseph george what's up homie what's up what's up thank you for Um, having me here oh and i am so glad you are here of course of course buddy and obviously today we are continuing our marvel character tournament now uh if you are starting here that's a big fucking mistake today is the elite eight now, uh, there are only eight characters left as of this episode, which means you missed out on, I don't know, 56 others. So uh, a lot of discussion back there. Uh, go ahead and head to the round of 64, part one and two, and then the round of 32, part one and two, and then the sweet 16, part one and two. And then you can join us here. Uh, that's, that's how tournaments work. Uh, <laughs> unless, of course, you don't care about those other things, you know what? Then good on you. Do you. Respect what whatever the fuck's going on in your head. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's do this. So we've got uh, eight characters left, four matchups here in this bracket. Uh, obviously, we did all the seeding. It's over on Patreon. We've whittled it down. Those are on the previous episodes. And now we are here uh, with some... Fucking heavy good, hitters, heavy hitting matchups. This is a this is a hard one, and I can't wait to see what people think on Twitter. Uh, we've had some we've had some interesting feedback in our polls so far. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of disagreement with us, uh, according to the to the masses. However, uh, not not without we are not without some differentiation at points. Uh, so let's see. In the round of 64, Star Lord uh, didn't quite edge out Gamora, but it was very close. Uh, Gamora, Gamora took it over over him, which I appreciated seeing. Uh, we we moved Jean Grey through over Professor X. Uh, the people did not. Uh, the people moved Professor X over Jean Grey. It's doing it again right now. Still doing it a little bit. Hmm. Gone. Might just want to repeat the Jean Grey and uh, Professor X. All right, cool. And we're good here? Mm Mm-hmm. Good, good. All right. All right. So, yeah. So, the people moved Professor X through over Jean Grey, which we did not. We moved Jean Grey through over Professor X. Uh, so that was that was an interesting one. Our uh, most, like, the largest deficit was Scarlet Witch over Wenwu, mm. which was a oh wait no it was Iron Man over Iron Fist. 
100 percent to zero. <laughs> yeah, I did, I figure a lot of people don't e- probably don't even aren't familiar. Yeah, with Iron Fist, so that that uh, one pushed, makes sense. We pushed uh, Odin through mm-hmm. over Hawkeye, and Hawkeye beat him in the pole. Really? Uh, he wasn't for a while. That was a uh, that was like a last second victory for him. So wow. That was interesting. Um, we pushed Shuri through over Groot. Uh, Groot won by an overwhelming margin. People just, uh, yeah. People love Groot. And I, I, I kind of anticipated that, but, you know, when we're talking on the podcast, there's more to say about Shuri than there is Groot. So we're going to move him through there. Um, I think we had Cyclops beat Drax. If I remember correctly, because Cyclops went on to face Steve Rogers in the round of 32. So, mm-hmm. uh, the people didn't agree. Drax beat Cyclops. Mm. Uh, hmm. I guess I have a heavier hand in MCU Twitter than I do X-Men Twitter as of right now. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh, oh, right. absolutely. Absolutely makes sense. Um, other than that, I don't believe... Oh, we moved Quicksilver through. Daredevil beat Quicksilver in the Twitter poll. Hmm. Um... Did. Rocket beat Ant Man, which was uh, one that we we also we mm-hmm. also chose, uh, and that was that was it. I think those are those are the only ones that are different from what hmm. we've got going on. Um, in the round of thirty two, as it stands, Ultron and Deadpool are at a uh, stout fifty fifty. Wow. Um, that's uh, that's nice to know. Okay. Magneto is built is beating Sam Wilson. Dang, which is rough, as we have him in our RBA today. <laughs> yep, yes we do. Um, other than that, I think we're all on the same page. Oh, they've got Vision beating Shang Chi, which I think we did as well, just because of the totality of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and Black Widow beating Doc Ock on the on the pole, so. By all accounts, we're relatively on the same page as the people. We've got a uh, got a relatively good voice here going on. That's good. So uh, let's jump into the Elite Eight then. Uh, we're going to start with one of the toughest matchups, if not the toughest matchup of the whole fucking thing so far, with a one versus a two and Peter Parker versus Wanda Maximoff. And uh, eek. Eek, man. Eek. Uh, because I love me, I love me some Wanda Maximoff. I love her to death. And I also, lo- I also love Peter Parker. If we're going off strictly on screen, like it, it pains me to say. But like on screen, Wanda's a better character. I, I, like uh, just portrayed better. Like uh, she's had a more a more fulfilled story so far. I mean, yeah. like we look to Toby's Toby Spider Man doesn't really get wrapped up by any means. Uh, I watched Spider Man Two last night again, and like him and MJ are hardly on the same page up until the very end, and then you start Spider Man Three, and they're never on the same page. So it's like, geez, what the fuck's going on there? Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Obviously, we finished Amazing Spider-Man two, and you see, you see the the saddest shit in cinema history happen. But uh, 
you don't you don't complete the story necessarily. Uh, I mean, we're not there with Wanda yet, but I have a feeling we'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wanda has seen, you know, her her rise in Age of Ultron, and then her love with Vision throughout the movies and into WandaVision and then WandaVision just elevating her to another level. Um, I will say, I don't think critically we've gotten a piece of Spider-Man content that is as good as WandaVision was. However, every single piece of Spider-Man content ever was way bigger than WandaVision is. Uh, so you can't you can't remove the factor of iconicism, and you also can't forget that this is Spider Man. This is Spider Man. Like uh, it's Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> and I love the Scarlet Witch, you know, and she's also an extremely storied character. A lot of history to her. Uh, goes back to the Uncanny X Men, number four, nineteen sixty three. That's an old fucking character, dude. Uh, coming up on 60 years straight up which is just crazy but you know spider-man made his his first appearance in that amazing fantasy in 1961 which is just a couple years earlier and frankly spider-man has been the face of marvel that's the difference is that like they're close in release time but spidey has been big for far longer. For way, you know, Spidey's always been big. Like, right. There's, there's never been a time in history that Spidey was really a small character. Spidey's never been like a side character ever. Oh no, never um, once. Like, and, and you know, like we're getting introduced to Wanda now. Um, like fully, fully formed Scarlet Witch Wanda. Yeah. So she's entering her prime, which is interesting. Um. You know, we don't have the we don't have the history of at least live action Scarlet Witch that we do like with with Spider Man. It's true, um, uh, and you know, obviously, Spider Man has been the focal point of three, five, seven movies, with an eighth coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, not including Into the Spider Verse, which isn't about Peter Parker, about Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Uh. And Wanda's been the main character in WandaVision. Now, if this is strictly MCU talk, it's easy. It's easy that this is Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm. Uh, But this isn't strictly MCU talk. And for that reason, uh, it it pains me to say, but we'll have to say goodbye to her. That's, uh, I mean, it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, Hey. Come back in 10 years when Wanda's story's fully finished, you know, like she could, she, like, she could very well be coming the face of Marvel. Like, oh, yeah. It's right now for me, like, the three people who Marvel is set around are Sam Wilson, Wanda Maximoff, and Carol Danvers, actually. Uh, those those three and Shang Chi. Shang Chi is definitely the next the next face I'd I'd throw up there with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're the focal points, you know. And I think I mean obviously Doctor Strange is a big part, but he's a weird 
he's a weird one to get into because I don't really put him in the same category as these other characters. I, I don't know why either. Okay, I just kind of want to know, like, is he the Sorcerer Supreme or not? Like, do we know? Like, do we even know what happens whenever someone becomes the Sorcerer Supreme? You know, is there, like, an initiation that they go through, you know? like, Or, or is, is it, it just, like, the previous Sorcerer Supreme is just like, now you're the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, like, now that the Ancient One is done and gone, gone? Yeah, yeah, dead. But, like, can she really die? I think so. I mean, just the way that her story ends in Doctor Strange, it yeah. seems like they're really, really like, this is it. Okay. You know? Like, she's not, you don't think she'll be popping back in, like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, like, just seeing, like, everyone calls him the Sorcerer Supreme. You know, like, that's, that's how people refer to him now. Um, I just don't, like, uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like we've gotten... We've gotten that part of the story yet because everything that Doctor Strange has done has been like just in reaction to Endgame basically. Yeah, and it's been been interesting because his story is like – the whole Sorcerer Supreme angle, I don't think it's one where like he'll officially like have a moment where it's like, oh, that's the Sorcerer Supreme. No, I think think that – I think that in No Way Home, he's supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme. Like, I think that's how it's supposed to feel anyway. Uh, it's like, I think back to Endgame whenever, you know, the Ancient One tells Hulk, like, strange, he's not supposed to be the Sorcerer Supreme for five years. That's right. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's like a fixed point in time. Like they have, yeah, like, like that's fixed, gonna happen yeah, one like, way or another. Like that, we're gonna figure out a way to make that be a thing. And I just, I guess we're kind of getting off uh, Spidey and Scarlet. I, uh, you know, uh, No Way Home, Multiverse yeah, of Madness, no, yeah. both approaching, both involving Spider Man and Scarlet Witch. It's relevant. Like I'd I say. feel, I feel like a post credit scene has like at at least like a fifty percent chance of involving Wanda. Like because oh. the next movie we're getting is Multiverse of Madness, and like I'm. I'd say there's, for that I'd movie, say like, there's a 75, 80, 90 percent chance that one of these post credit scenes involves Wanda in some capacity. Maybe this is where White Vision went. You know, and this is where we get that part of the story. I don't know. Like, well, there's there's also this the show that's been announced with that was like announced with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision and Loki and all these armor wars, which uh, I thought was supposed to be like the Iron Man war machine, Ironheart sort of side of it. But there's also an Ironheart series. So like now I'm thinking more that armor wars might be more white vision territory. Hmm. Uh but I don't know. I can't really say for sure. Obviously, I don't have any connection to the Marvel <laughs> storyboards. Uh, but, you know, the the whole white vision aspect of the story is just one that is really interesting. And I, I recently in, a, in an interview, Jeremy Renner has said that he wants Hawkeye to step up 
into a Captain America like leadership role like he did in the West Coast Avengers. Uh and he was. He was the leader of the West Coast Avengers. Uh and that that group had Scarlet Witch and it had White Vision and it had US Agent. And like that is really heavily what they've been going at recently is the West Coast Avengers type beat. So like it also wouldn't surprise me if uh if that eventually had some sort of play in. Um I really hope that this Hawkeye show is just his send off though. Like uh the way they're talking about it, it does not seem like it at dang all. It. Yeah. <laughs> um no, yeah. And see that's the thing is I have no beef with the character itself. The character itself could be really cool. Uh, my beef entirely lies with the actor cuz he's just not very good at acting. Uh <laughs> And I think that that can kind of be said for plenty of MCU pieces, but like, I mean, you look at Scarlett Johansson, and you look at Chris Evans, and you look at Mark Ruffalo, and you, Chris Hemsworth, Robert Downey are, Jr., yeah, Robert Downey Jr. These are all much better actors than Jeremy Renner, uh, just by like a lot, uh, and it's not yeah. close. So that's that's my biggest beef with uh with Hawkeye, but that's that's those are also why Spider Man beats Scarlet Witch. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, a sad day to see to see Scarlet go, but I I think uh, if she was any in any other quadrant of this bracket, oh she's Final Four. Yeah, so it's just unfortunate she had to face off against the Spidey, uh, the Peter Parker, but the Peter Parker, um, the Peter Barker. Catch us in ten years, though. Who knows? Oh yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think she's already one of my favorites. It's just that like Spider Man's like the favorite. So it's like, I what mean, are you yeah, 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 I do have a Spidey the mug, Spidey mug and, sitting right in front of you. Yeah, costume is waiting on top of my fridge for No Way Home. So oh hell yeah, yeah it's, what uh... a fucking day that would be. <laughs> I'm ready. Day. Well, let's ready. go on to this next matchup, mm. uh, where we've got a two seed versus a four seed in T'Challa Black Panther versus Sam Wilson. Uh, now, this is a really, 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 really hard one. Uh, this one is harder than the last one because the last one I went into it knowing who I'd choose probably. I have no idea where I'll end up by the end of this conversation on this one. Uh, you have one guy, Sam Wilson, as... New cap, new, you know, going to be a character for the foreseeable future, thankfully. An amazing show. Then you have T'Challa. It was just like you have like massive, culturally impactful, amazing character. And the only thing that like I can like, because Anthony Mackey's portrayal of Sam Wilson is fucking fantastic and Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of T'Challa was fucking fantastic. Like I don't have any any beef with either of these performances. I have to get it I have to break it down to like character personality. Like that ultimately has to be what I come down to here because also Black Panther's powers and stuff, his suit absolutely fucking awesome. Hey, but also, watching Sam Wilson fly around in that badass cap suit is amazing. So, like, I'm on the same level here. 
in ter- so it really does come down to personality and <sighs> I'm again at a place where I'm like I, I still don't know I you just know, think me the personality of T'Challa really was elevated after what if when we saw like the galaxy wide effect that he wanted to you know what he wanted to do um like what if really like his character before what if is still like what if doesn't like edge him out over um sam wilson here like that that's not what i'm trying to get at but what i'm trying to say is like it it, it gave a look into t'challa that was uh you know that we were wanting to see like on a uh, grander scale yeah like if if wakanda was opened up like what you know what would t'challa really do and we kind of got to see a little bit of that um and i mean it was mostly just in talk you know it wasn't like showing him doing all these things uh but it was just like in talk and we got to hear of what he did for the whole galaxy and universe and uh oh yeah it's almost cooler that it was a bunch of legend surrounding the surrounding the guy like it wasn't just that he he'd done all these fantastic things it was that like there are stories about him you know like it's not like the way we tell stories about like medieval like fucking Arth- Arthur and shit like that, T'Challa's getting stories told about him around the He's fucking kind of like the Luke Skywalker of Marvel, right? Right. Like yeah. uh, T'Challa, Star Lord. I think like Sam Wilson, like uh, oh, this is hard. Like, who would look up to who more? Uh, would Sam Wilson look up to T'Challa more or would T'Challa look up to Sam Wilson more? That's uh, hard to say. That's hard to say. Uh, I think uh, that's the thing is that I don't, I don't, I don't think it would be a looking up to yeah. sort of thing. Like it's like a mutual respect at that point. Like because uh, they've both achieved things that are just like, holy shit, dude. That's amazing. How have you done that? Uh Oh man, their story their both of their stories are so good too. Like they yeah, both have and- epic comeback stories, you know, like and then oh man, this is this is hard. This is like, the hard this is definitely the hardest matchup so far. And I don't know that we'll have a harder one going forward. Um okay, let's think of just what we have them in. Sam okay, Wilson. So let's start with Sam Wilson. We go Winter Soldier. Civil War uh, makes an appearance in Ant-Man. Um, Infinity War, Endgame. Falcon Winter Soldier. Falcon Winter Soldier, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was thinking movies. Yeah. Uh, but I think and then T'Challa, it. we got Civil War, Black Panther, Infinity War, and then a little in Endgame where he has... Well, him and him and Sam Wilson both have the two moments in Endgame where you're like, "Oh fuck, this is real." On your left, and then when he when T'Challa walks through the door, so it's like, "God damn, there!" Wow, this is wow. How this came out to be, yeah. That... This is uh, this was the only one where I don't I didn't really have a like okay. This matchup, I, I have an idea going into it. This is the only one where I'm just, I don't know. Like, I feel like we are 
entering Sam Wilson's prime. Like he, like we saw his prime for an episode, you know, like, uh, Oh yeah. We saw it like, but we are entering his prime and he like will be yet to come. But like with T'Challa and it's just like with Chadwick Boseman, like he, like, we just don't know what they're doing with the character really. Yeah. So we can't really, the future of these characters is kind of like, uh, Unfair. I don't think it can be considered here. Yeah, it's yeah. kind like, of unfair. It's, it's unfair to consider it because, I mean, like, I think it's fair for other matchups for us to consider the potentiality of stories and stuff. But, like, as of right now with this matchup, I don't think that that should be involved at all in the decision here. Uh, I think we do really just have to base it off what we've seen. Um, And, like, if I'm going off what I've seen, um, on the whole... I think T'Challa is the better character. But I do think that, like, on a personal level, I fuck with Sam Wilson more. Um, and, like, not, not for any... Not for any big reason. Like, the thing that stood out to me about T'Challa, like the big the big turnoff to me for T'Challa was in was just how long it took for him to open up the Wakandan borders. Like I was and like I absolutely got it though too. You know, that's the other aspect. It's like the uh, the rest of the world is in shambles. That the place is a piece of shit. Uh so why would you open your territory to a war torn world that fights each other for resources like vibranium? Mm-hmm. And uh, they ha- and you have like your his father and all of the other Black Panthers that have never opened up Wakanda. You know he he has right. this entire history that he has to consider. So like, it's I'm just glad you know we got the story of him like opening up. Like I'm glad we got that already, and that's like in stone. Um, I really think what if was like what they wanted to do with his character. Like, like eventually, uh, they wanted him to get to a point. To where his name was known across the galaxy or the universe. Like, uh, I don't know. That's Sam Wilson, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I was, I'm more emotionally attached to Sam Wilson. Oh, yeah. Just the show, like it. And that's what the shows do is it gets me more emotionally attached to the characters. It happened with Bucky, happened with Sam, happened with Wanda, happened with Vision. It also, it even happened with Loki. I didn't give a fucking shit about Loki's emotional development until Loki. Uh, those, those things are greatly enhanced because of TV. Um, but Chadwick Boseman or T'Challa's like that, just that movie in itself, the one singular movie has more story and like a more Black Panther has like one of the most complete stories. It's like, it's an epic shoved into two hours. It's like, like, it's it's like Shang-Chi, like. It like it, it's like just a different solo movie. It's like a whole different caliber of like a solo movie, right? Um, and I don't know. Like, I feel like just as a character, I think T'Challa. I'm with you. Is I think it has character. to be that way. I think it has to be that way. Uh, Ooh. but it's a shame. I hate saying goodbye to Sam Wilson. Uh, because Sam rocks. Um, uh, 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier, that the way that show culminates and his journey throughout it is just so overwhelmingly compelling and uh, plays out right alongside one of our characters in our next matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in our next matchup here after T'Challa beats Sam Wilson is a five seed in Bucky Barnes versus a two seed in Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel. Woo! Woo! The Bucky talk is that, you know, he's he's the real push for a lot of this story. A lot of MCU story. And, uh, like, that's that's what we've been talking about with Bucky. So, like, that's what I'm thinking about with him. Oh, always, always. But, like, now Dude, the potential of this character. That can be on the table. The potential of Captain Marvel is massive and they have so much material they can work with they have the creed the scroll you know that they, they're going to tie in and the rest of the galaxy that she's been saving right so right. literally they can basically do a literally star lord t'challa like just but as you know i mean that's just who captain marvel is so I, I don't even know why i'm like putting the analogy to that uh it's just what she does um <laughs> yeah she just saves the universe yeah so this one, oh. This one's tough. Uh, and the thing that I have to, like, the thing I have to go to when thinking about this one is that, like, the easy choice and right off the top of my head, I go Captain Marvel, I go Carol Danvers. Uh, and then I think we've gotten her, for a whole movie, obviously, we got her in Captain Marvel. Uh, she's a last-minute save in Infinity War. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. She's not even in Infinity War. She's she she's the post credit scene. She's a post credit scene in Infinity War. Yeah, that's. She's not even in the post credit. She's not even just in the Infinity pager. War. Just the pagers in Infinity War, and then she gets like fifteen minutes of screen time in Endgame, and then we get her in What If a little bit. Man. And then, like, I think about that. I think about the amount of these characters we've gotten, the the actual amount of story we've seen play out. And Bucky's just, I mean, like, we watched his death ten years ago in the first Avenger. We see him come back in the Winter Soldier, fight Steve. He's with him till the end of the line, man. We see Captain America Civil War in which the conflict culminates in a fight between Captain America and Bucky versus Iron Man because Bucky killed Iron Man's parents. Mm-hmm. He heads to Wakanda, gets it, gets T'Challa takes care of him for a while along with the Dora Milaje, and that's how Sam Wilson gets his fucking awesome suit. It's Bucky. It's it's Bucky. Um, and Bucky and I, Loki really do drive so much of the MCU, and it's insane. Like to look back, like it's just another like thing to show how just fantastic these shows have been, and letting us like just get all of this information and look back into the history of these characters, and just it's just be- like. Before the show, I don't know if, like, I don't think I'd ever even think of putting Bucky above Captain Marvel. Oh, no, never you know, once. Like, but 
these shows well, here's have the changed like, my perspective. Heading, like heading into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was hardly even excited for the Winter Soldier part of that story. The part I'm excited about is is Sam Wilson's part in that story. And and I mean like obviously he doesn't have as big a role in that show as Sam Wilson does. However, you get plenty of emotional development there. When you, watch, you watch him not get activated by Io. Oh. That's one of the most chilling scenes there is. Oh. Uh, that and I, rewatching that finale, whenever he, whenever the car is burning on fire and he tears open the back, do, the back doors to it, lets the people out, and a guy stops in front of him and goes, "Thank you, thank you for saving us," and he just like stands there, kind of like, kind of like taken aback, like. Oh shit, I am literally doing the opposite of what I was controlled to do. And I think uh that's the other interesting aspect is that they do both have this overcoming major adversity aspect of their story. Uh obviously Bucky having been controlled for 50 plus years by Hydra and into a ultimate assassin. How uh, do these line up this way? Bucky, who's controlled by Hydra, does, has no idea what he's doing. Captain Carol Marvel. Danvers, yeah. controlled by the Kree, who's holding her back in every single way. The the only and like lying to her about like feeding her propaganda about why Kree is the good side of the Kree versus Skrull war. It's fitting that Bucky's the one that takes her down here. Like uh, oh, yeah. it's uh, and that's the thing is that like ultimately. It comes down to the adversity they overcame. And now, obviously, you got Carol, who literally starts on Earth, goes to a different planet, and learns that she's human, not Kree. That's a pretty big one. And has the entire power of an Infinity Stone imbued inside of her body. Um, yeah. And that yeah, she doesn't just have hand cannons, you know? Like, uh, it's... Yeah. Like... That moment Oliver. where she just glows, you know, mm -hmm. like for the first time, like that's the shit that right movie. There. Oh man, that movie's so good, man. Like, I've, it's got me like, and it's the straight like that movie ages better and better every time you watch it. That shit gets better. The only and part of that movie that bugs me, the only part, is, is the relationship between Carol and Maria not being expanded on. Fair for me. I, I got two two things that bother me. One is the Tesseract can just chill in a child's lunchbox or uh, like on Nick Fury's desk. And in every other instance we've seen it, it just it melts, melts through anything it touches in the Hydra base. You know, the full mountain, it like just just drop, you know, like. Uh, yeah. But like, honestly, like, I don't I don't really care that the Tesseract <laughs> did no, that I in the first you. place. I, I think you. it just wakes it makes way more sense. If it could just be carried around, you know, like I'd say if, it, if a human touches it like that would be, you know, the distinction, not like melting through everything. So like, no, yeah, it's the no, smallest I feel you for threat. sure, though. Yeah, yeah. That, it's like, like it's like, oh, this can sit in this lunchbox <laughs> or in the that's flirkin. what we're doing. I guess a flurkin's a flurkin, though. So a flurkin's a flurkin, apparently. It, do you um, think the uh, Doctor Strange thing that he absorbed is like a full fledged flurkin? <laughs> like uh that's what those I hadn't tentacles considered like, that, into. yeah it, could, it genuinely very well could be whenever i was watching captain marvel like rewatching it and you know the flurkin scenes like do your thing you know the tentacles coming out like uh that's the only thing i could think of was like i wonder if goose is like a legitimate like huge entity you know that like 
yeah is controlling multiversal behind the scenes you know like what if goose is responsible for all of this (laughs) like maybe goose should be uh maybe goose should have been in the tournament because i was thinking okay like this is just where my brain goes like whenever i'm watching any movies i think i'm thinking okay this cat is responsible for everything in the mcu now but like it's a cute cat and obviously like it could be anywhere but like this is their this was their cat you know that they had back whenever before captain marvel was captain just it's human form like that had this cat um kind of wild that i guess i don't know but it comes back it's in the pegasus base still you know after all that time it's still in that base and it shows up right when they come back and like knows that you know like it needs to kind of be there to get this tester like I don't know. I feel like there's no, more yeah, it to is, It is funny. Yeah. It is funny because it's been like what, like six years or something that it that it stays behind in that base. Like that's a long time. My guess is that it was actually uh, Marvel's cat. Oh, what? Oh yeah, duh. It had to have been because it's a freaking, I mean, like it's not just a cat that's my thing is that like she had to have been the one who at least gifted carol that that's cat fair. like yeah yeah true just because like that has to be the tie there i have no idea how else they would have pulled something else off uh like i don't know this just happened to be a flurkin or are they making the statement that like all cats are flurkins <laughs> Nah, no way it's just goose there's no way every cat is a flurkin like maybe it's like no no i don't know man that like the first time i watched it that's where my head goes it's like like the fact that all humans this is a cat but as soon as a scroll sees it it doesn't see the full-fledged tentacles or anything it just sees the cat form and goes that's a flurkin that's true how can they like uh like because captain marvel on like a subway or like a train there's a scroll disguised as an old lady. Yeah. And she, you know, she's walking through the bus and she looks at the old lady and notices something off about her like immediately. She'd seen she'd seen that old lady pass her That's earlier in the right. movie. That's right. Okay. So That's what made her take do a double take was like Okay. Oh shit, I've seen you. That's right. But then a scroll, they can like they can tell like if it's a if it's a scroll or not? Yeah, right? Like if it's a, if like if a scroll's imitating me, another third party scroll can walk into the room and be like, "Oh no, you're not the actual him." Like right away or no? Dude, I couldn't tell you there. I could, I definitely I can't wait tell for you there. this secret invasion, like uh the scroll oh, that's invasion be like so good. No, the scrolls are such and, and they're one of those aspects of Marvel that it's like they're they're one of the things you're not going to give a shit about unless you get more into it. Um, they, I, I think they're going to go deep. Like they're going to be like, like, what if Nick Fury this whole time, like we've just seen him like, you know, coming in and out as a scroll or like, I don't you know, like think that's unreasonable because here's the thing. He meets the scrolls in 1992. He's had a lot of time with them. Like. They like in the the tagline of the show is like everyone isn't who they seem. 
Like, yes, that's just a scroll thing. Like, obviously, that's what they do. But, like... But, obviously, we're talking about in-universe people. Since 1992, or even before, they've been, like, their presence on Earth has been... Is it longer than that, or was that the first... No, they... Yeah, no, that would have been the first time they came down. You know who wouldn't even surprise me as, like, as being a scroll the entire time, literally the entire time, is Maria Hill. Uh, Blanking. Nick Fury's right-hand woman, who was, like, uh, in in What If, whenever they're, like, uh, go ahead and nuke him, and she's like, what about Captain Marvel? And she goes, she'll be fine. Like, that woman. Because she she turns into a scroll at the end of Far From Home along with Nick Fury. But, like... That'd be sick. I could, like... There's there's gonna be someone that's, like, been a scroll this whole time. That's gonna be, like, a... That's gonna be, like, a... What the fuck? You know, like, huh? Like... Well, because it would just make sense that as soon as... As soon as Nick Fury develops that relationship with the scrolls, he gets... Like, there's a reason Nick Fury knows everything. He's got to go off Earth, you know? He's got to go go to these places, you know? Probably. Like, he, he's probably been all around. And he's got to have someone stay back. And... Man, I don't know. I don't know. But I'm, I, I'm excited to see where that goes. And it's really hard... Uh, deciding that Bucky moves past Carol Danvers here. However, I think that's it's simply since we're doing the on-screen thing. What we've seen on screen, Bucky has just been the more drawn out, more developed character, and I think that's just what it comes down to. Uh, but fuck, it just sucks that both Carol Danvers and and Wanda, uh. And ended up facing who they faced because, like, yeah. I mean, looking at this, looking at this next matchup, I don't know. There's there's a chance that Carol Danvers beats either of them, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll talk about it more. But as of right now, we've got Bucky going ahead and moving on through. Hold out on uh, Goose. Um, I'm gonna put that in here. Uh, what's today? Eleven twenty four twenty twenty one. Goose is a parter of a bigger agenda. Just wait. I don't know what it is Goose yet. Is a big problem. But yeah. Goose. Goose is a big ol' fucking problem. I mean, it makes sense why they'd be so afraid of a flurkin, you know? Like, if it is that big thing, like... That's a fact. That's a fact. I gotta stop before I go uh, too crazy. Before you go Ultron before, on Yeah, it. before, yeah. I was flurkin. A... Oh, God. But let's, uh, let's go to this last matchup mm. here. In the Elite Eight, where we've got a three versus a four in Natasha Romanoff's Black Widow versus Vision. Uh, and this one is interesting. Uh, not not a couple, not a pair that I would have ever really anticipated pairing off. And this one of the matchups we've been provided is actually surprisingly one of the easiest. Uh, for me, it is Natasha. Not no contest, necessarily, uh, but whenever we're talking about Natasha Romanoff's, uh, Natasha Romanoff's story and the shit she's been through, the shit she's had to overcome, 
she's one of one of the best characters in the Marvel universe as it, as it as it stands in terms of her resiliency and just the way she bounces back. Uh, she's she's fantastic, and I think uh, Vision is an awesome character on his own. He's got a lot uh, a lot of great things about him, but uh, you can only give so much character development to a robot. Ascent, like yeah, like just, and he's uh, become like they've done a beautiful job at making him like human like you know and not not to, like he's becoming way more human, which is like the whole point of his character, which is awesome. But like Black Widow, like her whole she has a legit story, like a huge like a human and, know, and, and that another thing for me is that her story isn't entirely built on the hinges of another person's story, like. Vision story is vision story because of Wanda Maximoff. Natasha Romanoff's story is Natasha Romanoff's story because of Natasha Romanoff. Um which is real which is really interesting. Uh and I know we've talked about her in the last few weeks, but like like looking at that Black Widow movie where she went through some shit when she was a child, obviously in the red room and uh and uh, having to overcome all of all of the, those traumatic events from her childhood, and then uh, you know being abandoned by the only people who she could have considered parents because they were Russian spies, and as she was too. But you know you don't. This is why you don't make children spies. Uh, it's, that's an incredibly traumatic thing for them. Um, yeah, that movie was just sad. Oh, like, it's just sad. Like it is just oh, sad. devastating. She uh, belongs with the guardian, the guardians crew. Uh, they oh, they yeah. all have devastating stories. Black Widow, uh, she she can uh, link up with them. Hopefully, you know we get some some more Black Widow coming back. Uh, what if gives me a little hope? Uh, just the I fact that they that... mention like every universe like needs their widow, uh, mm. or like it just falls apart. Like I love just that line of like. At the very end, you know, where he's like, where he was like, okay, you know what? Like, Every you can go. Needs a widow. Yeah, like, you can you can go here. Their universe is falling apart without you. Here you go. Like, there you go. I, I think that's, I hope that's like a little nod to them being like, whether it's Scarlett Johansson or whoever it happens to be, like, Widow's coming back. Like, uh, yeah. we can't, like, this character can't just go away. Um, no, yeah, and I, I think, uh, I think that the Natasha Romanoff character in specific, I think What If is a really, a really, probably the place we'll see her character, mm. uh, the most from here on out. Uh, I would love to get her back in the main universe somehow, but with the whole Soul Stone thing, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to get someone back from that. Uh, unless we do the whole time travel thing like we did Gamora, but then you got the whole behind the scenes stuff. There's there's just so much there's so many factors that play into the the potential future of Black Widow. Now uh now with Vision, I love Paul Bettany. Uh he rocks and what he's done with Vision's character is fantastic. Uh but Natasha's died once. Visions that, died at least four times. Yeah, and it's like, and, and <laughs> I'll say, I'll say he's died like for real, for real, three times, for for real, for real. Uh, and those that those first two times, boy oh boy, 
is that fucking rough. More, you're more feeling for Wanda though. Is yeah. the thing is that like, and that's the thing with Vision, like Vision Vision's story is just so inherently tied to Wanda. Yeah, and you like him just being tied to Wanda like puts him up just so high just automatically because it's Wanda and like Wanda Vision like there's it's in the name you know they're they're a pair, um, but Vision on his own. Like, all you really have is the, uh, like, the supercomputer ship of Theseus talk, you know? Like, you, uh, it is interesting seeing, like, uh, a computer become more and more human-like and conscious, like, have, building a conscious and stuff. But, like, it's just nothing compared to a legitimate, like, grounded story that no, you can relate to. Like, you know, we we can't relate to a vision. <laughs> like I no. can't be like oh yes and my supercomputer thoughts that I have every day um yes maybe the universe does deserve to live today like yeah we just we can't think like that um <laughs> love vision he's one of my favorite just like if I just ha- picking like favorites off the top of my head like he's up in there oh uh, absolutely like I I think that based off character design and character personality overall you know like I love the way vision acts like he's one of the most stand-up guys in all of the Marvel Universe just because he is so so set on being the good. Mm. You know, like... If I had whole... to pick, like, five, my own Avengers team, like, I feel like Vision has to be on there. Vision's like, definitely uh, on there for me, like, 100%. Yeah, he's... I don't know, I like, for, like... I'm just trying to think, uh, like, just if I was, like, a Professor X or, like, a Nick Fury, you know, assembling my own team. Like, Vision would be, like, a really good – I don't I don't think I'd put him as, like, the leader spot. Uh, no, no. But, but, but uh, like, a co He's just an invaluable captain, member. Like a, yeah, like a yeah. – like, I'm trying to think of who my uh, – like, who my Cyclops or who my, like, leader guy. Or guy oh, I go be. Sam Wilson Cap. Ooh, yeah. Like – um, if, I, if I'm building, if I'm building an Avengers team of nothing but characters we've watched in the MCU, I go Sam Wilson, Cap, Vision. I'm gonna keep Natasha Romanoff in there. I think she belongs in there. Um, honestly, like our Captain Marvel, like. Our final four, like, Bucky just really doesn't fit in this. Like, he, yeah. Like, uh, so that, that's like, a, it's kind of like a whatever. But he went against Captain Marvel. And, like, that, like, you know, she, like, fits this team. Like, Natasha, like, fits this team. Like, Spidey and T'Challa. Like, maybe our team yeah. is really just, like, uh. Like, our Elite Eight here. Yeah. Like, uh. This That'd el- be our Avengers. This Elite Eight would be, like, you have Bucky and Sam Wilson, that duo. Wanda and Vision. Wanda Vision. I guess you could have a, you could have Black Widow and, and Captain Marvel, you know, the, the two gals. Uh, and, power and, power and duo. Wanda. Like, they, they, they'd be the. Uh, the power trio there. And then you got Spider-Man and. uh Spidey and T'Challa, I guess. Like uh, yeah, I'm trying to think yeah, of it. like uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. But this, yeah, that'd be a, I feel that'd be like, a fun movie. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be a an fun interesting movie. team. Yeah. Uh, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, I think I think Black Widow has to go ahead and push oh, on yeah. past uh, past Vision there. And with that, we're into our final four. That's crazy. We're there. That's crazy. Well, yeah, so I think that's where we'll cap this episode off. Uh, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. It was the Elite Eight. Uh, and what that left us with, we had Spider-Man versus... Spider-Man versus Scarlet Witch, and we moved Spider-Man past. So Spider-Man in the final four will be going off against T'Challa, who beat Sam Wilson. So we got Spidey versus T'Challa on one side of the bracket. And then we had Bucky Barnes face off with Captain Marvel, who would, who will advance over her, leaving Bucky to face Black Widow. So our final four here, which I can honestly say I did not see coming. I saw one of these... One of these. Yeah, I saw and Spidey here. That was it. Like, out of these three. Spidey characters. versus Black Panther on one side. And Bucky Barnes versus Black Widow on the other. Which means, no matter what, Bucky Barnes or Black Widow is in our final. Which is just fucking cool. That's just that's just a fun way to end the tournament. Uh, wow. Wow. This Yeah, this is... Uh... I'm glad that we did this. Like, uh, and I'm glad it's not just speculation now. We no, it's not. We know how this would turn out, and uh, it, I think it, it's turned out very well. This this it's turned out is really feeling well. right. Um, it feels it feels real good to me. With the po- feels real good. just the poetry that this is. You know, like come on, you have Natasha and Bucky, like two just devastating storylines, like controls. Bucky's- like they've literally they've literally faced each other on multiple occasions. Oh my god. Bucky has like, shot Black on. Widow through the stomach. And then you just have the two She can't wear no no more two pieces for her. Mm-mm. And and you know, Steve Rogers would say, Oh yeah, I'm sure you look terrible. <laughs> uh and then you have on the other side two of just the like nicest souls. The goodest of like, good. Yeah, the 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 good souls of Marvel. You have T'Challa that just wants to do good for Everybody and, and, and frankly, uh, and we'll we'll get more into this on the other episode. If you will go ahead and click on that finale episode where we will be doing both the final four and the championship all in one. There, uh, also available right now, right alongside this elite eight. Uh, and I'll save my thoughts for there. Yeah. So, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom, where you'll find over 21 hours of exclusive content right now, including the entire seeding of this bracket. Uh, we, we had to weed it down to 64. Uh, we got there, and we, uh, we, think we, we think we chose mostly right. We know we missed a few characters. There should have been a couple people in here that weren't in here. But, hey, we're only human. Uh, we are only human. Maybe if we were Vision, we would have considered all the possibilities, but we are not. Uh, if you would, go to Twitter and follow at PennyBloomPod, where you'll have the chance to vote on all of these matchups, round of 64, round of 32, Sweet 16, and now Elite 8. That'll uh, that'll be available ASAP. Uh, and then go follow on Instagram, at PennyBloomPodcast. So and, fitting uh, that Wanda and Vision fell together in the same round. Just all together. Wow. They can't they can never Come get their on. happy ending. They can never get their happy ending, bro. Never. 
but at least they fell together. One of them's not moving on without the other. That's true. Which is beautiful. typically Just what happens. Poetic. Just beautiful. What a bracket. Just beautiful. So if you would, I'd ask that you remember peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. <laughs>